Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Brock Edwards, and this show is all about getting unstuck, getting out of your own way, taking action, moving forward, and building momentum as you go. Now, whether you're running your own business or you're starting a side hustle or you're just taking on a very important project in your life, this is the show for you. This is a show where we talk to regular people who are up to extraordinary things and find out how do they do it? Because that's what I take inspiration from when I see people just like me and I think, man, if they can do it, I can do it too. So listen in, join in the journey, and let me know, how are you moving forward? What actions are you going to take right now today? This is Imperfect Action with Brock Edwards, and we're going to mix things up today a little bit. As you know, this is the show where we look for ideas and inspiration to help us move forward, to help us take that next step, or, or maybe even our first step to get moving. And I love it when people interact, when you hit me up on Twitter, when you send me an email, um, Twitter address is really easy. It's just at Brock Edwards, B-R-O-C-E-D-W-A-R-D-S. Anyway, love it when people hit me up with ideas. And one of the suggestions that was made to me was, hey, you should do kind of a recap of some of the recent guests. And so I thought, yeah, why, why not? I have been thrilled with the people who have joined me on this show I love the ideas. I love their energy and just want to kind of do some some quick recaps and, and maybe just give you a sneak peek at what's coming up. Uh, so, I mean, you don't have to go back too far. Um, very first guest was Lori Rudiman, and I loved her quote. Now, Lori is, uh, she's done many things in her life. Uh, she's a, a writer. She's a speaker. Uh, she was involved in HR for a while, and then she branched off into doing a, a tech startup and was CEO of that, and uh, it didn't quite pan out the way she was thinking, and we, we had a lot of great conversations about that. And for me, one of the questions that I've been wrestling with is, how do you know when to quit? You know, th- because there's this point where where people say, no, you just got to persist, you just got to hang on, you just got to keep going, and eventually you get through to the other side. And, and I think that that's very true. I think there's a lot of wisdom in there. And I also think it's true that sometimes the world's just not ready for an idea or we're not the person to deliver that idea and we're just beating our head against the wall and we'd be better off to pivot and go do something else. We, we see so many entrepreneurs whose first, second, third businesses didn't end up the way they thought they would, but it's that next business that really took off for them, that, that really connected. And so I love Lori's answer to this. She just said, don't quit the first time you think about quitting. You know, that there is an appropriate time to quit, but that first time, that that first hill you start going up when it when it starts getting difficult, that's not the time to quit. Persist through that and then start looking deeper at it and seeing where you are. You know, it, it's uh she also brought just uh, some ideas around rethinking the role of work, that that maybe work doesn't need to be the end all be all centerpiece of our life. That maybe it can just support us in what we're trying to do. And I I don't know if that mindset works for everyone, but I think it's a really cool way to think about things that, yeah, work's important, but, but so are, so is relationships. So service. So, so is using work to, to fuel the lives that we want. Um, It doesn't have to be the singular focus in our life. And, And I love that approach because for me, it's very easy to make it the singular focus in my life. And Jody Womack, Love my conversation with Jody, uh, and and please go listen to these conversations if you haven't already. Maybe go listen to them again, because some of my key takeaways with her 
were about the three types of friends that we have to have in our lives, you know, and when those friends are helpful, because uh, not everyone fits every single situation that we, we really need to be thinking through how can we best utilize the resources that we have. And so she talked about the, the friends in our lives that are the visionaries. You know, those are the ones that can see the big picture, that can encourage us to move forward. But then we also have friends that we need to hold us accountable. And we need those friends who are um, maybe on the realist, if you want to be kind about it. Uh, I, think, I think the word energy vampire was also used in our conversation. And, uh, but, but we need those folks as well to, to bring us down to earth, to keep us grounded so we can keep making progress forward. But we got to make sure we're using those friends and, and those resources, those people in our lives when it fits. You know, when we're, when we're planning, when we're envisioning, that's not when we need the person who's going to be the realist, right? And, and when we just need to keep going forward day after day after day and doing the actions we need, that's probably not when we need the visionary helping us out. Right. They, they each play their own very important role. And she also talked about something that she called the 30-30 rule to ensure we're taking action, to ensure that we're continuing to move forward. I'm going to let you go back and listen to that episode to find out more about what the 30-30 rule was. Uh, but it's very simple, very practical, very down to earth, which is, of course, my favorite kind of advice. I also spoke with Jason Lawrenson. And Jason is someone... I've, I've known him. I, I've seen him. I've been an admirer of his work for many years now. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a writer. He's a speaker. He's a consultant. He does many things, wears many hats like a lot of us. And one of the reasons I was really excited to talk to Jason is he had recently done an article around the idea of failure. And there's, there's a lot put out there about failure and, you know, we need, we need to fail faster and that's how we learn and all of that. Um, but failure is failure and failure is hard. And one of the things that Jason talked about that, that he really learned is through his life, he, like all of us, has had failures and setbacks and, and things that he wasn't happy about and, and were really hard to go through at the time. And his key lesson was that failure isn't permanent, that he knows he can come back that he knows he has a skill. If, if his next entrepreneurial venture fails, he knows he's got the talent to go get a job. If he loses money, he knows he's got the skills to go make more. And he does that actually through a, a unique family relationship. He, he and his wife work together in, in their business in, in promoting him as a speaker and as a consultant. And uh, we just had a great conversation about that, that roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship. And one of the things that he highlighted that, that I really appreciated because I've been there myself was about cash flow. And it, one of the things that no one really talks about much when you talk about being an entrepreneur, when you talk about that side hustle is that you can have a good year with really bad months in it. And that makes living really hard. If you're not having cash come in for a couple months in a row, it really sets you up for failure. It sets you up for a bad year, even if overall on the whole, you average out to a pretty good year and, and being able to plan for that and anticipate that and get yourself mentally psyched up for those ups and downs is critical. So important. And uh, another Jason, I, I spoke with Jason Womack and he asked a really simple question of just, what do you want to be known for? Like, 
when you think about this next year and how you want to improve, what do you want to be known for? And how do you go about finding mentors? Because we talked about it. It was Jim Rohn. He was the first person I heard say that, you know, we're the average of the, the five people we're around. And Jason touches on that. And how do you go find those mentors or, or bring in more people into your life who are going to elevate your game? And we also talked a little bit about personal branding and really how there's only two options that you have for I- improving your, your personal brand. And then uh, Dr. Max McEwen. And I was so excited to talk to Max. Um, been a big fan of his books. He, he is probably my favorite business writer because he takes really ide- big ideas and breaks them down into really simple, really practical, easy ways to understand. And he's a, a little bit provocative sometimes. You know, one of the things that he brought up was that planning never guarantees success. Only adaptation guarantees success. You know, the old idea that uh, the battle plan doesn't survive first contact with the enemy. Planning is important, but it doesn't get us there. It's our ability to adapt to the circumstances that are at hand that is so important to us, uh, so important to moving forward. And he also touched on a concept that I just loved, and that is that joy is not a distraction. Um, I know in my own life, it's really easy for me to just start thinking that, hey, if I'm enjoying this, I'm probably not working hard enough. And and he gave that reminder that no, you know, you you can work hard and you can have joy in it. It it doesn't take you away from your purpose. It doesn't take you away from your mission. It, it really supports it. And then the the last guest I want to highlight is, is Jeremy Boyum. Jeremy is the the bass player for the band Shadow of Wales and he is one of the most dedicated and hardest working musicians that I have come across in terms of what he calls fan engagement, his ability to get out there and connect with people and build up his fan base, one person at a time, one handshake at a time. And even though most of us aren't in a band, I think that is so relevant when we think about how do we build a customer base? Right. It's easy to think about just putting ads out there on the Internet, but he's out there. And one of the interactions that, that I'd had with Jeremy and I think we touch on it just uh, uh, very briefly is that he was out in, in the hot Texas sun at a line at a concert, not his concert, someone else's show, just talking to people, introducing himself and building his email list. And if you spend much time around people who talk about marketing and the importance of getting each of those emails and how important that is, he was out there not hitting up people with a pop-up that comes up on their website or anything, but just talking to people and exchanging, offering to exchange a download of their newest album just for their email address. And I've yet to see any other band out there doing that, working that hard, thinking that creatively about it. And I think he just brings so many great lessons for how do we elevate our game when we, when we talk about customer experience or customer service or marketing or sales? And how do we make it real? How do we make it about people? Because sales purchases tend to be emotional. We, we think we're rational, but we purchase things that make us feel good, that make us feel better about ourselves, that make us feel successful. And, and it's different for all of us, but I think all of us like to purchase things or purchase from people that we feel like we have a connection with. And, and Jeremy, more than any I've met, really embodies getting out there and making that connection. 
And now coming up, and, and please do go back and listen to these episodes, but, but coming up, I'm really excited about next guests up in the queue. We're looking at, I've got two former champion bodybuilders who turned entrepreneur. Uh, in fact, also have a, a business owner of a supplement business. We're just kind of, uh, I guess, several of the next people coming up are really in the health and fitness industry. Uh, but that's one of those businesses that I would never think of going out and starting. And yet he's really bootstrapped himself up there. So really excited to share that conversation with you. Um, and plenty more people coming up, experts, keynote speakers, um, got an expert in, in making work great. Like how do we change the organization? How do we change business structure to better support people and to bring out their greatness? I love these conversations. Cannot wait to share them with you. Uh, so stay tuned. And in the meantime, please hit me up on Twitter. Give me comments. Give me feedback. Let me know who you'd love to see as a guest on this show. And uh, we'll just go from there. So thank you all so much. Really glad you're here along the journey. And in fact, I would love to know, what are you working on? What are you looking to take that next step in? Let me know. Hey, thank you for listening to Imperfect Action today. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What, what are you going to take from the show and put into action in your life right now today to help you move forward? Hit me up in the comments or on Twitter. I'm dying to hear how is this show helping you to move forward? Now, one of the things I want to mention was that today's episode was brought to you by Nutrafit. Now, I tried Nutrafit's whey protein supplement after meeting the founder and hearing about his journey and his commitment to quality. I like to support up and coming businesses, so I gave it a try and I was really amazed at it. Now, I've had a lot of different protein drinks, but what made Nutrafit different is one, that it mixes immediately and also that the chocolate flavor actually tasted like chocolate. You know, so often they taste that like some kind of chemical engineering science project rather than just like food. And on top of that, Nutrafit has no artificial sweeteners, colors, or preservatives, Plus, it includes probiotics, and I find it to be easy on the stomach. Now, the true taste test of it all is that my teenage daughter even likes it. She often has a shaker cup in the morning just on her way to school. Now, there are a lot of supplement brands on the market, but I do want to mention that Nutrafit happens to be my personal favorite. And as a listener of Imperfect Action, you get 15% off of any order. When you're at checkout, after you've picked out your products, just use the code TAKEACTION. And that's written as one word, just take action. At checkout. Now, my personal favorite, and I'm not trying to influence you here, but is the double chocolate whey protein. And you can order right on Nutrafit's website. That's N-U-T-R-I-F-I-T-T. -T. There's two T's in there. So Nutrafit.net. And let me know what you think.